What is the difference between a Christian and a good person? Welcome to the All of Life Show. We are really glad to have you here with us. I am one of your hosts, Stuart White, along with my wife, Alicia White. And today has been a, well, this whole weekend, in fact, has been a killer weekend. We crushed some chores. chores. Yeah. <laughs> we did some painting. We, what else did we got? I don't know. We picked out flooring for the rental that we're going to be moving into, which was super fun and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And we did a lot of painting. A lot of painting. Yeah. At our, at our current house. We were very grown up about how we painted for the most part. Yes, we we actually, actually masked. Yes. <laughs> which, wow. You know, none of this, oh, I can do this and freehand it. And then you end up messing it all up. I feel like we finally arrived as adults. I know. I think that is, we that should be like a measure things. of adulthood right there. Yeah. Um, we, what else did we do? We packed some stuff and organized and we sold a lot of stuff because we are downsizing from 3,200 square feet to 1,576 square feet. So less than half mm -hmm. of the space, which is going to be a challenge, but I feel really good. I've been like Marie condoing. Yeah. You, you literally have been crushing it. I, Minus the, does this bring me joy? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's plenty of things that don't bring you joy that you probably should <laughs> like keep. Like sometimes my children don't bring me exactly. joy, but I'm not throwing them yeah. in the dump. <laughs> exactly. So today we want to talk about the fruit of the spirit in the works of the flesh. And we're going to jump right into this topic uh, but this kind of came about a conversation Alicia and I were having. Um, often we'll just completely unrehearsed or un, unprovoked. We just end up having a conversation where it kind of goes from one place to another. And there's, I think it's a Holy Spirit kind of led moment. And we end up going, wow, yeah, I hadn't really thought of that. And what really got us thinking about this was we, you probably have heard a lot of sermons on emphasizing the fruit of the spirit but the works of the flesh kind of get glossed over or you know addressed and assume that you you know what they are but one of the things that i think happens a lot is actually this sort of plastic fake fruit being manufactured because people think that they need to make this fruit themselves of the spirit so you make it into a list of of a law almost of of a checklist you know okay i got to be more loving i got to be more patient all, all those fruit and really what it's doing is you're manufacturing something to just cover up the fact that the works of the flesh are really what's been going on in your life and you're not actually walking in the spirit because to do so requires that you are real that you are known that you are vulnerable with god with yourself and with those around you it's a, it's a community type of thing that's driven in that way. So, so we're going to phrase, we're going to shape everything in this episode under the question, because you guys know we like to ask questions. What is the difference between a Christian and a good person? And um, by starting that whole question thing, we are going to um, kind of define first for you what a Christian is, whether you're a Christian listening to the episode or not a Christian listening to the episode, uh, it would be beneficial to just define what 
that is. Mm -hmm. And at the core of it, a Christian is somebody who has ceased from doing their own works to earn God's favor, or so they think, and they have put that faith in the work of Jesus Christ. And what is the work of Jesus Christ? In that he came, he is fully God, he was fully man, he lived the life that we couldn't live, he died the death we deserve to die, and he rose again and defeated death and defeated sin, and he then ascended to the right hand of the Father, and where he makes intercession, it says for us. Um, and our faith is placed not in what we do for him or for God to please, but in what Christ has done. So that is a, a very quick synopsis of it. But where I think that people go off on a, a tangent or, or they go off in a completely wrong direction is the assumption that a Christian is just somebody who's a good person like any other religion. And one of the things we were talking about before the show was the fact is there are no good Christians. And before you freak out, let me explain. What I'm saying is there are no Christians whose works are what makes them righteous and acceptable before God. A Christian is literally a person who has put their faith in Jesus' works, Jesus' good, his righteousness. And so when you, if you are looking at, if you're not a Christian and you're looking at a Christian and saying, I thought you were a Christian, and, and because in some way they've disappointed you because they are not living up to the expectations that you've placed upon them. Or um, maybe you expect that a Christian is someone who never sins. A Christian is someone who never has, has those issues, and so you couldn't possibly be a Christian. We're here to tell you, no, that's not the case. A Christian is someone who they still do sin. They don't practice sin, or if they realize that they are practicing, and by that I mean continually doing it to get better and better at it, um, but instead they are someone who is resting in the work of Christ, and in that rest they are also given the Holy Spirit. Which is when in scripture, in the Bible, it talks about when you become a Christian, you are given the Holy Spirit, and through the Holy Spirit, something comes into your life called the fruits of the spirit. So babe, yeah. I think you had a scripture that you wanted to read. Yes, we, we're going to read um, Galatians 5.16. Just about everybody who's been in church for any length of time has probably heard it read. It's probably almost as popular. First is probably 1 Corinthians 13, where everybody knows that from weddings and stuff, all about love. But it says... But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desires against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that you please. But if you were led by the Spirit, you were not under the law. Now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which are immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmities, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envying, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, at, just as I have forewarned you, 
that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those are hard words right there. But he goes on, he says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become boastful, challenging one another, envying one another. So one of the very first points in this is what you may be tempted to do is go, I need to do, well, like we mentioned earlier, I need to make a checklist of what the fruit of the Spirit is or are, and then I need to start doing those things. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be more loving do, doing those things. But in that, what you're really doing is just trying to grow fruit through an artificial means. And really, it's if you use the analogy of fruit, you don't ever see trees sitting there striving to grow. What you you see is, or plants or whatever they are, you know, you see them in the soil, in the water, resting, and they're rooted and they're growing, right? It's never a, a, a try thing. But if they were in the wrong soil, if they were if their roots couldn't go deep, if they weren't being watered, if they, all those things that go along with the gardening and growing and all of that, they're going to choke out, die, struggle, not have life. We, we have a tree, (laughs) we have a four trees in our backyard that we got given to us and they're, um, aspens or no, not aspens, something African maples, African maples. Yeah. Yeah. And they were just these skinny little trees and we planted some off in the area where it's dirt and then there's some like gravel around it and then two of them got planted more in the grass one specifically is right there in the grass and it had a little hole around it but the grass tends to grow in and this tree is smaller than all the other trees and it has struggled to grow because not being a master gardener <laughs> because what it's surrounded by is sucking yeah the it's life it's away literally from it. having the life prevented the water from getting to it it the roots cannot go as deep as they would need to because it has this shallow surface thing going on and I, that can happen in our christian walk where our rooting is is not resting in that work of christ it's it's not uh, walking in the Holy Spirit and allowing him to do the work in you. And one of those things that he is doing is when those uh, works of the flesh are evident, are they evident, I would ask you, actually. Like, do you have the ability through the Spirit to, when you see that sin or when it is present, you are able to acknowledge it? That is something that it's critical because it's like if you do, if you're missing that part you're going to have a really hard time with all the rest of it because you can't even see it you can't have the mirror held up to you and that that is where the law will come in and you're going to go oh yeah uh there's immorality there's jealousy there's strife there's selfish ambition there's all these impurities and and drunkenness and whatever else i I, I, I see it. It's there. That's not good. 
that even there is though a work of the spirit in in convicting and leading you away from those repenting of them and then he's growing you in the opposite but it's very intriguing that he says there is no law for the fruit of the spirit you you know you you can't legislate righteousness that is something in our country people try to do both sides of the aisle they you get people trying to create a law to make people whatever degree of not sinning that you you deem is right but you can't change anyone's heart by telling them stop sinning do good be kind we have we, we wrestle with this with our kids we're constantly dealing with them right now it's young kids and they they fight and they get tired and they get grumpy and they they mistreat each other and we can tell them it's wrong but i can't do anything to actually change their heart and so we are trying to direct them in understanding their heart and seeing their need for a savior because only jesus can change their heart and so first thing is manufactured fruit is not fruit at all and one the next thing is when you are growing this fruit in your life or when not and i should say when the holy spirit is growing it in you and your spirit is growing because of it that fruit gets used like we've all been around a person right who is loving and patient and gracious and something about them is so appealing it's refreshing you think about fruit in the culture of the time in biblical times this is 2000 years ago there weren't candy stores you know there there may have been some things that they had but they probably had dates and, and things that were fruit but that was like their special treat that was their ice cream that was their candy it was a a, a precious commodity it you didn't have it uh have access to it all the time like we do we can go to the grocery store and literally go get a pineapple that doesn't grow in the state we live in it's not just down the street so it was a very special thing. Fruit is refreshing. It is life-giving. And when we are bearing that fruit, it pours over. It ends up being a blessing into the lives of those people around us. And who gets the glory in that? You? You're just, you just get to be the one who's been rooted and grown in the spirit. And this fruit pours out in your life. But we've also had issues where, all of us have, where you're around somebody who there isn't fruit. In fact, it's, it's very hard. It's very toxic. It's very unhealthy. And they, rather than acknowledge that, rather than acknowledge how they have the works of the flesh, they have to deny it and suppress that truth. The scripture literally talks about it, suppressing that truth in unrighteousness. You have to go around and control everything. You have to make sure that everybody sees you a certain way. Someone filled with the Holy Spirit, walking in the, in the Spirit and growing fruit in abundance, they don't have to do those things. And you don't have to manufacture it. You don't have to put forth fake fruit. And the, the real test will be, is the fruit that you are bearing, you think you're bearing, is it life-giving to somebody? Or is it life-sucking? Are you draining the life out of somebody else? Because all you're really giving them is completely void of any real spiritual nutrition in, in the way that you're blessing or not blessing. So, babe, 
going back to the question that we asked in the beginning, if I asked you, what is the difference between a good person and a Christian or just it, or like a quote unquote good person and a quote unquote Christian, what would your answer be? Jesus. <laughs> Sunday school answer right there. Yes. The, dif- the difference is that a good person can, like you're saying, manufacture good works in their own life. A Christian can do that too. It, there's no difference between the two of them. Mm-hmm. The difference between a good person, quote unquote, and a Christian is that the Christian has placed their hope in Jesus, in the finished work of him dying on the cross for our sins, living a perfect life first, then dying for our sins, being that atonement, and then raising again so that we have something to stand between us and because we could never be good enough to reach the standard of God who is perfect. Yeah. Uh, you know, a good person is not necessarily, in, in this instance anyway, they are not a righteous person. A Christian is a person who is righteous, who has been made righteous by Jesus Christ. A Christian isn't any better than just a good person. A Christian isn't any better than anyone else on the planet. A Christian simply has hope for eternal mm-hmm. life. <laughs> when all of this is said and done, when life is over, you can rely on your on your um, uh, your ability to be a good person, but by whose standard is that? By your standard? By the world standard? Um, we all have to decide at the end of this, is there something after it or not? If you don't believe that there's anything after, then all there is is to be a good person. Mm-hmm. But if you think that there's something after, if you think that you're going to have to answer to to a creator who made all of us and who made the world, if you have to answer to him and that creator is majesty he is above everything and he is perfect can you honestly say that you could be a good enough person to answer to him Mm -hmm. in another way even to put that would be in the way you think you're a good person are you a fruit of the spirit person do you actually have those things being produced within you freely of no striving of your own that that is really like your righteousness being based upon your works doesn't produce fruit like that. So you're, you're really trapped in a lie of believing that you, you can be good enough, that you can do enough uh, work to actually become those things. And if you just keep, keep up the good work, suddenly that plastic fruit will turn into real fruit. Like it's a Pinocchio story or something. Suddenly he's a real boy. It's, that's not going to happen. And you will, be, you will either become arrogant and puffed up if you think you've nailed it, or most likely you will become crushed. And you will hit a wall and you will be disappointed. And you will be disappointed in God because he hasn't done what you think you deserve because you've earned it, because you've been a good person, darn it. A righteous person, though, who is righteous in Christ's righteousness, is bearing that fruit, and they they know that it is Jesus at work within them, that all of their standing is Jesus and Jesus alone. He has done it. You know, there's uh, that song we sing, In Christ Alone My Hope is Found. He is my light, my strength, my song. It, we 
are putting it all in him. There is, there's nothing else. It's all on the line. We're betting everything on that horse. And there's no turning back. There's no plan B. It is entirely us resting in Jesus Christ's work. And somehow in this weird irony of it, in that, that is where the fruit begins to come from. We started in faith in Christ. We continue in faith in Christ. One, one of the big motivations behind this podcast, why it is called the All of Life Show, bringing the gospel to life. At first, it sounds a little bit like controversial. No, the, the gospel is alive. No, 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 no. We are aiming to bring the light and power of the gospel of Jesus Christ to every area of our lives where the temptation is to divorce the gospel from those pieces of our life. We, we compartmentalize things and think, well, yeah, the, the gospel is for my Christian life, and then I have my secular life, and then I have my job life, and then I have my family life, and then you know maybe I bring in some Christian stuff in there to really help smooth it out. But I have all these different areas, and instead, you need to see your life. All of life is lived before the face of God. Every single area of life. It is made by God for your joy and his glory. If you are bringing him glory in your life, you are experiencing joy in that. Even And joy is different than happiness. Notice, I don't think anywhere in that list it talks specifically about the fruit is happiness. It's, it's not. Joy is different than happiness. Joy can be filled with, you can be filled with joy in the most dire, miserable circumstances. You know, it says that Christ went to the cross for the joy set before him. What? How is being crucified and beaten and severely mistreated and berated joyful? It's, it doesn't make any sense, but that's because we're thinking of joy as happiness. And the truth is, the joy set before him, it was the redemption of the world and the glory of God. He had a bigger picture beyond the pain, beyond the shame, beyond taking the judgment we deserved. It was it was so much bigger. So joy can produce within us uh, far greater things than than we could possibly imagine. I just want to encourage you guys too when you're like you said babe with the the bigger picture he had the joy that was set before him was because he saw the bigger picture and he saw the redemption story and he sees the bigger picture in your life individually. Um, he sees your redemption story individually. So if you're frustrated because you, um, you, you feel like there are just things in this Christian life that you can't get, you can't like, why, why can't I do this better? Why can't I do that better? God knows your story. He knows your bigger picture and he's not sitting there. Like we've said in previous episode he's not sitting there disappointed because you just can't get it together he's going to get it together for you he already has gotten it together for you Mm -hmm. so be along for the ride and learn about him and love him and let him change you in his timing there's another song a friend of mine wrote and it's a, a worship song and i often have the words of this come back to me but he wrote the more i see you as you are the more you show me who i am and, and then it goes into, so please come in and shine your light. Like, how fitting, the light of the gospel coming in, 
the more I look to Jesus and not myself, the more I look to Christ's work and not my own, it sets me free from this law of sin and death and performance and the hamster wheel that is those things. That it It is not fun. It is not free. And you know what, though? You will also encounter difficulty in walking in these things. Someone who, who is trapped in those things, they're not necessarily going to see you and go, wow, you, you are so different. I want what you have. They may be threatened. They may look at you and they may seek to destroy you. And you have an opportunity in that to go, okay, but for the joy set before me, I have eternity. I have hope. I have Jesus. So this slight, this pain, this suffering, whatever this person is trying to do to you, it is nothing in the light of eternity. And if this brings glory to God in some way that I can't see in this moment, then then let the glory shine. You know, let God have his glory. And I believe that I will get my joy in it, whether it's here or only sometime after this life in eternity. So everybody, we really appreciate you taking the time to listen. We appreciate you. Um, oh, we, we just appreciate you. We, we can't do. say more. <laughs> I'm going to tell you guys, we've got a couple things that we're going to give away. We're going to give away two copies of New Morning Mercies by Paul David Tripp. We, this is our favorite devotional book. And so we're going to give them away in two different ways. One, we're going to go bury one in Maui when we go there in two weeks along with a gift card to our favorite restaurant on Maui. So if you know anyone who's going to Maui or lives on Maui, um, then have them connect with us because we're going to bury it somewhere and tell you where, and you're going to have to go find it. So yep. it says we will post the information the on our Instagram Facebook page, page and Instagram yep. and everywhere. And then the other way that we're going to give it away is that we're going to give a copy away to people who aren't going to Maui because it's not fair if you're not yeah. going to Maui. You really so. want that book and you can't go to Maui. I mean, that's an expensive book to buy if you got to just buy a plane ticket <laughs> to, to Maui. So go follow us on Instagram and we're going to be um, announcing how we're going to get that to you guys. But that's going to be only on Instagram. So check us out there. You guys, we love you. We say it every time because it is true. We love, love, love you and uh, if you need any help or any prayer with anything or if you have a topic that you want to discuss on the podcast please send us a message um and yeah yeah uh feedback at alloflifeshow.com check out the website too alloflifeshow.com instagram at alloflifeshow same for twitter and slash alloflifeshow for facebook uh and we have so many social medias (laughs) it's going crazy but uh, reach out. We, we want to hear from you. We want to know how we can love on you and uh, point you to Jesus. So with that, look to Jesus, trust in Jesus, rest in Jesus for all of life. We'll see you next time. God bless. God bless.